Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Chat with Matt podcast where we discuss everything from fitness, adventure, positive mentality, spirituality, relationships, business and all that good stuff. I am blown away by the support for this podcast so thank you for all the likes, the comments, shares and especially for tuning in. My intention is to help as many people with this podcast as possible and that's exactly what you're helping me do so thank you so much for that. This week's episode is with the one, the only, Brooklyn Hillenbrand. Brooklyn is a fitness influencer who has built a very successful business helping ladies become more confident and a better version of themselves. In this episode, we discuss her journey from soccer athlete to fitness influencer, how a negative event shaped her dream life, how to train for beginners, both male and female, and how to overcome gym anxiety, which I know is a huge issue because I get tons of questions. I think this episode is really valuable and I'm excited for you to listen to it. So, without further ado, Let's chat with Matt. Hello, Brooklyn. How's it going? Hello. It's good. How are you? Yeah, I'm great. Welcome to the Chat with Matt podcast. What do you think about the name? <laughs> do you like it? Oh, my God. I didn't know that was the name. I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a personality. Just chat, talk, talk shit. Like, for, uh, for those of you, um, I know nobody really knows, but me and Brooklyn are good friends. We're uh, from San Diego, linking up in San Diego. There are good times. Good, good times. times. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're very successful at what you do, though. That's a big thing, you're, as well as a lovely person. Thank you so um, much. Well, you got like 360,000 followers on Instagram. You've built like huge businesses. You're sponsored, brand sponsorships, everything. And you're only like, what? I think you're 23 last year. You're 24 now, right? 24 now. Yeah. I'm almost, appro- oh, we're both almost approaching the birthday soon. I'll you're be 20. Over the hill. Quarter life crisis coming soon. <laughs> you're over the hill at 24. Oh my God. Oh, I know, man. Yeah, <laughs> twenty-four. This year's been flying. I'm like, man, these years can't fly this you fast. Stop, like, don't they? I just, I, to be honest, I, I just forget about numbers now. Years doesn't really matter to me. I'm twenty-one. That's I'm sticking at twenty-one, and that's it. I don't care. I still think I'm like sixteen. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm twenty-four. All right. <laughs> then taxes roll around. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm an adult. <laughs> so I wanted to dive in and just get the understanding of your story because i think it's quite unique and you're you're very very ambitious and very smart like so i want to get the background story let them know what your business is about and how you built that up and your socials and all thank you thank you for the nice the nice words um well i uh, kind of like a background of what i do now so i am based in san diego like matt said uh I run an online coaching team. So it is me and a group of other women coaches, and we just have 
basically a powerhouse of women we coach. Taking the personal training aspect of in-person, bringing it online. Um, so that has been my main focus after I graduated college back in 2019. So about a little over two years now of just kind of going at it. I moved to San Diego. So a backstory, I lived in on the other side of the country in Virginia my entire life. Went to school, played soccer in college. Soccer was kind of my whole life, which really, I guess, pivoted into how I even got into fitness. Um, so once I graduated college and everything, had the opportunity to move out here just kind of on a whim. And I was like, Meh, hell yeah, why not? Why not take it? And at this time, I was building up my social media platform probably for, probably for about two years uh, at this point. And it all just kind of started so randomly. Like I, when I get the question of how did you get sponsorships or how did you make the social media? I was like, honestly, I didn't think that any, like I never kind of went out for, I was going to do any of this. So I went to college and my goal was to be a physical therapist. So I was on a track to go get my doctorate. I was playing uh, college soccer at the time. And Prior to that, my whole life was literally revolved around playing soccer. I played from ages three up until 21 and got up to a spot uh, when I was a junior in high school to go overseas. So I was in Italy and Switzerland playing on a like international women's team. Awesome opportunity, like the coolest thing ever. Never have been out of the country before. Like the furthest I've been was Florida. So it was like the coolest thing. I was 17, yeah, 17 at the time overseas and just incredible, like going over to a different country. And you probably know this too, coming to the US, it is like the coolest experience ever, especially like the first time, mm -hmm. Yeah, living the culture scene and especially like playing a game and doing something that you really love and getting to experience that from like a whole other perspective, especially being in Europe. I mean, mm -hmm. soccer, football, whatever you want to call it, is so <laughs> big over there. So it was an awesome experience and I will never take that away. But from that experience, I had um, my third knee surgery. So I ended up blowing out my entire knee. Uh, the last second, my last game in the tournament, we were in the championship game. Uh, it was the most painful experience I've ever been uh, been in, in my entire life. So I had to fly home the next day. It was Easter. So I was flying home to DC and mind you, these like hotels, Airbnbs we were in. I mean, there's no elevators. We were in Switzerland and we had to travel back to Italy that after that game, it was, it was a mess. My mom even just kind of passed me like this little Advil bottle. She was like, just in case you get a headache or something, like I'll put this in your bag. So that was like my whole thing. I ended up literally blowing out my entire knee. Every ligament was torn. Uh, I microfractured my knee as well. It was a great time. And my poor coach, she was just like, I think it's a second degree sprain. I think you're okay. And like, I'm just like bawling my eyes out. Like it was like a pain where you don't even realize the emotion. It was just like, uh, so I was like, okay, I think so. But mind you, my knee was like four times the size that's, instantly of the other like one. Like, that's like the most Irish thing I've ever heard. You just <laughs> you like break your leg or something when you're playing football in Ireland. And they're like, oh, it's grand. Here's a bit of deep heat there. A bit of yeah. You'd be grand. Get up, run it off. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it was... I, I appreciated the comfort of it, but I couldn't even put my leg down either. Like I had to have the men's team carry like one leg up. Yeah. I was like going through, we had to go to a stop at Belgium on a layover. It ended up being like a 24 plus hour travel day the next day. Came back and that was, I guess, what 
really pivoted my whole journey of, I was into lifting my family, super into working out sports and everything like that. And obviously being in high school too, and playing like on these big teams, we had to do like conditioning and stuff. But that moment of being out and having to get this big operation, um, that's what really got me into lifting. I had my nice full week after surgery of moping around, feeling very sorry for myself. And my mom said something to me that always clicked. She was like, Brooke, this isn't you. She's like, I know who you are. You don't let these kind of things defeat you. And if anything, you come back stronger. You can control the situation. You can't control the situations that happen to you. It's how you react to them. They told me I would, I would never probably play soccer again, uh, at least for the next year, which was devastating being approaching being a senior in high school and everything. So that's really what I would say pivoted everything. And through high school, um, I did my first bodybuilding competition my senior year of high school, and I just fell in love with it. Looking back at it now, as, as painful as it was, I'm so happy that whole experience happened because uh. I would never get to where I'm at today. So I guess fast forward into college and everything was playing. I just had like my little personal Instagram and such and just kind of documented. I was a personal trainer in college and um, it was a bodybuilding.com spokesmodel search. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Yeah, it was yeah, like this big thing. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah huge. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day when BB Com still did that, it was like I used to follow it so hard when I got into uh, lifting. Like that was kind of the one thing. Yeah. So one day it was my sophomore year, and I was like, "I'm just gonna make a video and submit it. Like, why not? It's not gonna hurt. I it's nothing off my back." So I made this little video. I sat down talked about what basically I'm talking about right now to you yeah. and uh, put some little soccer lifting clips in there. It was super like not professional at all. <laughs> I put it on YouTube and I think it's still on YouTube. It sounds a lot like my Love Island video. <laughs> <laughs> I, you have to take the chances. It's just like, I, I was like, why not? Like I, I'm not someone, I'm like a very more so like quiet, shy individual in general. And that to me was so terrifying to make that video. And I was just like, you know what? Like, it's not, no one's gonna see, like, no one's gonna see it. You're good. Like, yeah. it doesn't hurt to try. So I did that and that's really what sparked everything. I got into it. I made the semifinals and from there started my fitness Instagram and really just made it a diary of my journey. I got onto my fitness journey and I started seeing improvements in my academics. I started seeing improvements in my relationships. I like, I saw it kind of just bleed into everything because I was working on myself and expanding and growing. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like my, I guess my main thing with all my girls that I work with is like, watching them just bloom into their fitness journey and it bleed into other aspects of their life and just see women absolutely thriving and everything. That's what makes my heart so happy. So <laughs> yeah. do you think that uh, it's habits, your habits that do that, or is it just the mentality overall of self-improvement? Just, you want to apply that to everything because you did it with your body and your career through, through your body and stuff like that there. Um, do you think that's that's how it helped your grades how you helped other things is that that or is that yeah, I feel like the daily habits like I would mm. definitely say I am like the most type a <laughs> to the t like my morning routine my days are like boom I like <laughs> schedule. it's like 
that is how you're I am. And I riser as well, aren't you? You're a really early riser. Like, oh yeah. Like I mean, it's 8 a.m. right now. I'm like, <laughs> I've been up for a couple hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I like waking. I don't know why I've always been like that since a kid. It might be a little bit of a mix of anxiety in there too. It's like, <laughs> I gotta get up. But, um, yeah, I think daily habits and kind of applying that to a fitness journey too. Like when you started a fitness journey, you probably made, you know, small habits of like, Hey, I'm going to go to the gym three or four times a week. I'm going to drink a gallon of water. I'm going to watch, you know, my steps throughout the day. It started at those small habits and then you just start building from there. So I, I definitely think having those daily habits and making them a routine every day and not kind of letting go of that is one of the biggest things to being successful in not only a fitness journey, but also like business too. It's like, you have everything you have to do each and every day. You don't slip up on those days. Like it, you're moving in the right direction day to day. Do you but feel like it's um, like those habits are get easier over time where it's nearly yeah. routine and then you're just like, oh, this is just day to day life. This is an issue for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, like even put, bringing it back to like small habits, like when you're a kid, like my parents were like, you have to make your bed every single day. And at first, like I was like, maybe what, like six years old. I was like, okay, like it was a chore to do it. But now it's like something that you like, (laughs) you just do it and you like, don't even think about it. I feel like it's the same with like water, like water intake, like drinking a gallon of water was really hard in the beginning. And it was like a chore to like chug down that much water. But now it's like, it's just second nature. So I, I definitely think with building the repetition of every like little habits day to day. And one thing I tell my girls too, it's like, it's not about taking your lifestyle that you're currently doing, throwing that away and making complete, like a complete 360 and doing all these different things all at once, because you're going to set yourself up for failure. You're not going to be able to do all these different things right off the bat. hundred percent. You might slip up one day. It might be too overwhelming and it's just going to get you discouraged. So just having those small building blocks and, you know, now one of my daily habits is reading 10 pages a day, which that's kind of built upon like mm-hmm. all those smaller habits that I've improved on and mastered and can just kind of add to my little toolbox of habits. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's amazing because habits, I was having this conversation um, about, you know, habits in the morning because I am the worst person in the world for getting up and just rolling over and going straight on this here, straight on my phone. And I'm on there for like 15, 20 minutes. And then by the time I'm like, oh, I don't want to get up now. I'm just like chilling. I'm like, I just want to stay on my phone. And then I realize I'm like looking at nothing. I'm bored on my phone, but it's like, just think just as it's the first thing in the morning i'm like this is so terrible whereas if i got up and did like gratitude and like meditation and water and vitamins straight away and reading as well like you said i would feel so much better i've i've done self-improvement first thing in the morning and like you can really just like go for it because like in san diego i would have got up and done like gratitude stuff and I, I always say that I was like, that was the best I've ever been, like in terms of as happy as I ever been, because I was first thing in the morning, I'd be like, I'm thankful for my parents. I'm thankful, thankful for like the air I breathe, thankful for the most basic things. And like when you get that gratitude for the most basic things, anything else that happens in your day is like a huge bonus. So it's like your your mindset just goes way up to the sky and stuff. So I definitely think like habits are a huge thing. I feel like you have really nailed a lot of things and you're so early in your life. Do you think that's 
down to your ambition? Do you think that's down the circumstance? I know you, you throughout your journey, it's like you've, you've been in adversity, you felt lost or you didn't know what you wanted to do. Like you were all in in soccer and stuff. And then you're just like, oh, this is all taken away from me. What can I do? And then your mom's like, go get up your arse, go do something. And then it just transformed. You've gotten this journey and it's like, what the hell? It's crazy. You look at you now. Yeah, I, I, I mean, well, thank you about that. And I guess everything is, I don't even, it's hard to even like kind of pinpoint different things that I would say led me to here or different quality. I, I guess it's just, I've always been like, even as a kid, just very one speed, like, I've always just been like I wanted like when I was a kid I would say like I want to be and I've said I wanted to be a doctor an astronaut a singer a, a <laughs> an actress like I've always like been like that person where I was like I want to do like everything and all things in this one lifetime because why the hell not so I, yeah I don't I don't know maybe it's like a mindset thing I also have to give a lot of credit to my parents because I'm the first born of three so even though my sister is 16 months younger they really put the pressure on me to be like okay and I think they also saw like I can take that pressure as well so they've always been like with sports with academics like I couldn't slip up like my whole life. It was like, I want to play at seeing just like past relatives play at really good colleges, uh, play sports at really good colleges. It was like, if you want to get to this, like, this is the things you have to do. Like you need to be a one to be with the top dogs. And I was like, yeah. okay, like this is what I want. And I was so passionate about it. So I think the number one thing is finding that why in your life, whether it is, you know, if it, it doesn't have to be, obviously it doesn't have to be fitness or anything like that, but like, what is something that like literally sets your soul on fire? Because mm. how you show up each and every day in doing something that you truly love and enjoy. And something for me too, is like, I knew I loved helping people in like a fitness space, but like finding when I was going through school and doing my clinicals and being in like a PT setting, it wasn't something that like set my soul on fire. And I realized that. And I was like, you know, could I see myself long-term, like just kind of going through the motions of like coming to a, a corporate like desk type situation and be in this like clinical with like no light and everything and like see a patient for like five minutes. A doctor would only see the patient for like five or 10 minutes. And I was like, no, like this isn't, I know I'm kind of in this area, but like finding and being okay with messing up too. And like going through different trials and tribulations basically of like, okay, this isn't working out. That's okay. Let me pivot. Let me see what else is going to work out. It's kind of like a fitness journey too. It's like, mm -hmm. you might be on a path of wanting to gain muscle or lose weight and you have to kind of take different routes to do so. Maybe it won't work mm -hmm. this one way, but you take a different route and find that as well. Yeah. So it's like literally you're assessing yourself and you're like, oh, I want to build delts. But then you get to that stage, you're like, oh, I want to do this as well. I want to get a big chest or whatever. And it's always, a, I think the big thing is like trying stuff is the big thing, but self-improvement, the idea of just having a mindset of being like, I need to improve everything here. Or I'm happy with everything, but I want to do this. I want to try and improve that. I want to you know, get better at this and stuff. And that's like the bodybuilding sort of mindset, isn't it? Like draw, drawing that right back. Like that's the big thing I've learned from like lifting weights and stuff is that, you know, from a teenager, I was like, because I seem like my muscles getting bigger, my physique improving and stuff. I'm like, so this is what self-improvement is. And if I can do this to my physique, I can do it here. I can do it here. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. I, I think lifting in general is just such a cool outlet of like just finding things that you can work on yourself. And for women and men too, it's like it becomes a little bit addicting as well. And it shows you that the sky's the limit. I mean, with anything, taking it out of a fitness perspective is you can, the day you stop wanting to grow in your life journey is the day life stops. That's like the one quote I always think of. And I'm like, that's totally right. The day you start getting comfortable and you're like, oh, okay, like I'm cool. I'm chilling. Is like, that's kind of when the whole journey not necessarily stops, but you know, there's always, there's always walls to break and, and roofs to break and, and continue moving forward in that sense. I'm interrupting this podcast to give you a short word from our sponsors. People ask me all the time, Matt, why are you so jacked? And I say, you know what the reason is? Because I'm wearing Move. Move is an Irish training and lifestyle clothing and accessories brand. Their ethos is all about striving towards being the best version of you. Never ordinary. Core purpose of Move is encouraging their community to dream, commit, and succeed. Since their debut back in 2020, Move has rooted itself in developing gym and casual wear and creating a community for everyone in every sport. The ranges really are top quality, I must say. I wear their sweatshirt a lot. Very high quality fabrics, and that goes for all their clothing. It's very versatile, you can wear it anywhere from training to hiking to chilling. Join the Move Evolution. Make sure you tag Move on your Move related socials at we.r.move. We look forward to welcoming you to the movement. See you out there. Be good to you and be good to the planet. Glenisk, Ireland's organic dairy, brings you bio yogurt in climate neutral packaging using locally sourced organic milk. Yeah, so so do you think that, like, if I was to say, right, Brooklyn, tell me your top values, like, just if you were to assess yourself and just be like, you know, this is what drives me, this is what goes for, this is the most important thing to me in life, like a quality or whatever, what would that be? Oh, um, I guess my top values in life. Bring it to, like, the, to where you are now, to bring you to the person you want to be in the future. What do you think? Okay. Okay. So taking it into that perspective, I would say number one, surround yourself with good energy. I think that is probably the number one thing is surround yourself and put yourself into an environment where you are going to grow kind of going off of, I mean, you could probably relate to this too. You moved to another country. That's like really taking yourself out of your comfort zone of like being with your family and being in the same place you lived and completely shifting that and like having to make it work. I think, and Mm -hmm. that applies to mine too, with moving to San Diego, which I think a lot, like you could probably agree with a lot of the people that we were friends with all came from different spots for kind of the same reasons. And yeah and just surrounding the best, people, good. the best people are in san diego because <laughs> they all move there to be a, they're all the same mindset they're all good energy they all want to live life to the fullest like yeah yeah san diego is a is a cool little like hub of people and i only visited one time before i moved and i was like i really like this place and 
I was like, you know what? And I look back and obviously miss my family a lot and wish I was closer in a sense too. But um, really grateful for the last two plus years of being in this uncomfortable situation where mm-hmm. I'm much a very much a homebody in, in and of itself. So being so far away and like throwing myself into the real world and having to make this work, like having to make my business work. Like, I think that is probably like the number one thing is like surround yourself with good, good energy, good people, an environment where you're going to grow because as much as you might not think environment and who you surround yourself with, like kind of just in the environment in general, it does make a huge difference. And especially with being with people that want to see you grow and want to see you succeed too it makes the world of a difference your network is your net worth isn't it like and then obviously there's an interesting point there which i think is your your second value is seek discomfort situations where you'll grow so i think i i agree a lot with that that's one of my big ones like because i actually tweeted about it this morning i was like you know beautiful our uncomfortable situations leave lead to beautiful destinations seek discomfort because anything worthwhile i've done in my life has been uncomfortable like like going on love island isn't 100 percent comfortable like you know, like, <laughs> going to the whatever but I, it's a beautiful destination you know what i mean it's it's nice like and then like jump it well i mean i i was always terrified of heights i don't know if i told you that um but like jumping off cliffs and ju- jumping out of a plane. It was beautiful. It was the best thing i ever done. You got so much confidence from it. Bodybuilding, like doing all that work, it, like the results, like the confidence, the, you know, the self of, or sense of self-worth and stuff you get from it. I, anything I do in my life is all seek discomfort because it's the best thing to do. Yeah, I have to, that, I mean, Definitely. Anything I can pinpoint to even having some of the, probably the same San Diego people that made you jump off the cliff. When they <laughs> I'm like terrified of heights as well. And when they were like, do it, do it, do it. I was with, uh, Jasaro. We were standing there. I was like, I don't think I can do it. But I finally just did it. I was like, wow, that is, that was cool. Will I do it again? Probably not, but it was a really cool experience. <laughs> good to have people too in your life in any situation that like really kind of push you outside of things that you're comfortable with and Mm. I have to credit a lot of the people that I've met here do that in different ways obviously Mm. outside just jumping off a cliff (laughs) 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 Uh, but yeah it's getting uncomfortable getting uncomfortable in any situation is just needed for growth whether it's you know, doing a diet or it's, you know, making this huge risk in a business or something, it's scary as hell. But in the end, like if you don't take those risks, you're not going to get to that next level unless you do so. Yeah. And uh, same thing with me. Like I started podcasting here and uh, I don't know anything about podcasting, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. but it's good. But I'm not a hundred percent comfortable because I haven't learned how to lead a conversation like, you know, Joe Rogan or, Chris Williamson or somebody like that has learned today, but I'm learning and I'm improving and I, I'm enjoying. It. I'm actually learning from my guests like yourself, and it's it's such a worthy experience. So like doing something that you're not good at, or starting something, starting a business, starting a physique uh, improvement, whatever, um, it's all worthwhile in the end, and it's not comfortable. Like that's the that's the nothing in life's meant to be uncomfortable or comfortable, like because. We, we've just been 
thrown into this society like in like this middle class world where you know we've got comfort everywhere we've got netflix we've got like sofas we've got food all this cheap food that tastes nice stuff and you're like this isn't the way we're designed we're supposed to be running out in the hills or trying to catch living <laughs> i don't know some food or eating grass or something like that <laughs> oh, man, like... <laughs> i mean you're right for sure <laughs> I put it put it very badly, but I'm right. <laughs> Can you imagine people in San Diego trying to like forge for food? I just could not. But I I grew up in a place where it was like more rural, probably like where you uh, the Ireland vibes. <laughs> the influencers in LA going out trying to go look for food, salad, oh go yeah. and stuff like. Yeah, but I mean, kind of going back off to your podcast thing too. I mean, you wouldn't know if you even enjoyed it or liked it or could even grow at it unless you start. And the number one thing I tell girls who are kind of like on the fence of like, oh my God, like, should I start this fitness journey? Like this and that. And when we get on a call, I'm like, one thing always comes up is the excuses of, you know, I have this going on. I'm so busy. I have, you know, holidays around the corner, this and that. I'm like, there's always going to be something right around the corner. There's never going to be a right time to start anything in life until you stop making the excuses. And you're like, today's day one. Mm -hmm. Today, seems like a great day to be day one and yeah. that kind of is just like the the starting factor you'll never know unless you try yeah at the end of the day nike nike said it right you know just yeah. do it. just do it just do it, it yeah. you have to just do it if you can't if you don't try you just never you never know like if any big thing that you've done in life like if you didn't go on love island or if you didn't move to san yeah. diego you'd be like what would happen if I did go yeah. on that? Just... Honestly, I, I wouldn't have a, I wouldn't know what I'd be doing. I wouldn't be doing anything as good as this here though. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't have met the people I've met. I wouldn't be the person I am now. Um, your life choices add up to that situation and those life choices were uncomfortable. So I think that's a key lesson. Like a big thing for me is like, I've got a quote where it's like, jump and see where you land. Like that's the best thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That getting, putting yourself into those situations and just going kind of head first at it is the number one thing though. I mean, now you probably have all these cool opportunities in front of you that you never would have dreamed of if you didn't just like take that first leap and say, yeah, what, you know, what, what's going to hurt. It's like the thing that I think most of us are uh, afraid of is actually just failing at something at the end of the day. Like if you don't fail at things, you're not, I mean, every, every great like entrepreneur or just great individual in general has gone through so many failures of people mm. like telling them they can't do this and like trying over and over again. But the one thing that that kind of separates good from great is the person that just falls down, gets right back up and keeps going without letting their ego get in the way of, Oh shoot. Like I look stupid. Cause I'm going to fail yeah. at this. Like, go for it. Who cares what other people think? Like this is your one life. And honestly, there's so much that you can do. And the world is literally your oyster. We had a really good chat before really, we, we have really good conversations. Like, and um, the one thing I always get from you and it's the one thing that we really connect on is like life's an adventure and mm-hmm. like, do as much as possible put yourself out there like i feel like i'm probably not i'm not an introvert but i used to be and you you i know you are as well so like you're like out in the public eye i'm out in the public eye and uh 
that's not comfortable for us, but it's like life's an adventure. <laughs> Let's do it. It's so good. Yeah, I think social media too, and I bet like you're getting that too. Is like it kind of forced me from being this like introverted kid growing up um, to really stepping outside of my comfort zone. Cause like, yeah, I'm definitely more of like an intro. I'm def I would say now like an introverted extrovert, I think is the <laughs> right term, but it really kind of pushes like an, a more introverted person outside of their comfort zone because I'm not someone who loves to like even doing a podcast. I do not like being like a center of attention of like, Oh, let me hear your story and this and that. Like I always <laughs> think it's a nice thing, but even for me doing podcasts over the years, when people ask me, I'm like, you know what I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to step outside my comfort zone. I always get a little nervous about it, but it's yeah. still, I mean, it, it's cool to listen over and to put myself out there and hopefully any words that I say can resonate with someone on their journey. And I think that is like kind of going back to my values. One of my main values is every day being able to help at least one person, whether it is through a post I made, like a client that's going through, you know, any, any sort of hardship at home with a relationship or anything like that, anything that I could help someone on, I think that is like my number one value is going into this life and not more so chasing success and money. And that is like helping others because at the end of the day that's what's going to make you successful and everything else will follow if that continues to be your core value yeah the big thing i i find with helping others and stuff is that when you focus on helping others i don't i haven't really rationalized it in my head but i'm like when you help others your life improves it's weird it's like a really it's like the most it's like selfish but it's selfless if you know what i mean it's weird yeah because it really actually, I don't know whether it's the feeling you get, but I always notice like when I do so stuff that's good for the world, I just get a positive energy thrown back at me and like tenfold. Karma, good karma. You put put yeah. it in, well, you put good into the universe, you get it back. It's yeah. very, very much true. So anytime like we, even like the start of the month, I always like to do like one random like deed. There's like a lot of homeless in San Diego, which mm -hmm. I bet you remember too, is like just being able to like even get someone coffee in the morning or something like that. Just being able to like start any, I'm just super weird about months and numbers and stuff like that too. I'm like, it's a new month. I got to put the good vibes into the new month. Put the good energy, it's but so no, it's definitely true. You attract what you put out into the world is yeah something 100%. and i think it's it's from even just like we could go into the, like the spiritual side of it and stuff but even from like a logical perspective like when you're when you're this amazing person who's like giving the people and you're, you're smiling and you love you like you're like people actually see you and like they really enjoy seeing you if you know what i mean does that make sense i yeah. worked that terribly but it like when Basically, if you come at me like smiling, positive energy, I'm like, oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like nearly a compliment to me. And you're like, you feel so good around this person. And then you carry it on to the next person. And you're anytime you see that person, you're like, you're happy. So I think yeah. that's that's a big thing for me. Like, um, but yeah, I mean, what's next for Brooklyn then? Oh man, I don't even know. Um, I we were talking about this before we got on. I'm like I, my motto, I guess, with the last year and a half, yeah, year and a half now is take everything one day at a time. And one thing that I've been really focusing on, I just finished a very good book called The Power of Now, because I am 
as I talked about, a big planner. I love to think about the future. And <laughs> one thing, yeah, one thing that I have learned in the last year and a half is you can't predict the future. And if you think too much about the future, it might stress you out. It might make you a little anxious or you're just not present in like the current moment. So mm-hmm. I read that. It's a really good book if you ever want to dive it. into it. I read it's it. Very good because it puts a lot of things into perspective, like even small things of like, rushing like lines like our whole world is so like go 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 I want this right now and just taking a second to like be present and what you're doing like even just standing in an elevator or waiting in line so that's kind of going off topic but for me it's just I'm going to continue on this path continue growing continue growing my team and see where that'll take me but other than that I feel like I'm more of a butterfly. I'm like, I'll see where I want to go <laughs> next year. I'm not tied down to any place. So yeah. I would love to experience living in like a new environment because yeah. San Diego to where I lived was so different. So we'll see. That's kind of my yeah. thing. I'm like, let's see it. what happens. I'm not on a timeline either. So that's good. You know what I, I, um, I really agree with is, uh, you know, the past is gone. The future mm-hmm. doesn't exist but the present is right here and that's what you have to focus on that's all that ever exists is the present you know what i mean like because the 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 both realities aren't one's gone and one's like not here yet so like if you focus on the present then that's your life that's your entire life yeah you'll be much happier less anxious stress or even sad thinking about the, mm-hmm. the past and wishing for, you know, the past to cont- come back. It's like, it's not going to come back. It's like, you got to mm-hmm. focus on right now because what you focus on right now is also going to set you up for the future and how that's going to look. But thinking about too much of the future is just going to stress you out, make you anxious or what have you. So thinking of right now and knowing that focusing on current day, present day, what we're doing, this podcast at the moment exactly. is going to set us up for a more successful future. Yeah, hundred percent. And like that's what I loved about uh, the people in San Diego was that everybody was just present. You know what I mean? Like there would be, we'd all be out together, <clears throat> we'd all be at the gym together, whatever, and they'd all be just focused on being there. There was nobody like talking or on their phones and stuff like that. There, it was just like all good vibes and like seeing when everybody's present together, it's just a different level of energy. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. big okay. shift. i'm definitely coming back pretty soon like but uh awesome yeah come make a trip i know so from i want to get back to like the fitness aspect right Mm -hmm. so i would have a lot of female um viewers and followers and stuff like but i wanted to uh get on to like how girls find it a lot harder to start in the gym yes a lot of worries, anxieties. What what would you what would your advice? What do you say to your clients like who want to start the gym? And it can be a guy as well. I mean, like a lot of guys, like I was really skinny starting the gym. And I was like, I feel like I I don't I wasn't too bad because I had a home gym, like so I worked out there for a few years. But like a lot of guys going into the gym and they're like, I'm too skinny. Look at that guy beside me, he's huge. Like, like isn't this is embarrassing? I'm lifting like two kgs, like he's lifting 40, whatever um but what advice would you have 
Yeah, this is a huge one because I, the start of my fitness journey, I worked out solely in my home basement gym because I was too nervous to go into the gym and I struggled really hard with just gym anxiety in general. And even getting into the gym and everything, I would always go with, you know, a friend or a partner or something like that. And, and always just have to be with someone because I had this, I guess it's just my internal voice being like, Oh my God, like you, you'll look, you know, just any, anything like that. And one thing that I talked to a lot of my girls about this, because this is like the most common struggle that we have is especially, I would say women specifically, um, a little bit more with just feeling very out of place and intimidated in the weight room, starting out in a journey. So my number one thing when going into the gym is always go in with a plan, because if you go into a gym and you have no, you maybe just even say, oh, I'm going to work out upper body. You you're kind of just mindlessly wandering. And I feel like that is kind of where the anxiety will start really escalating. So going in and one thing that we do on our team is, and this comes from my own personal background, because I wish I had this is like, we have a full app. So every girl on my team, they have their full training app uploaded with a workout exercise demo video to click on easily. They know exactly what they need to do the notes. I mean, they go in, they have a plan right in front of them. And we're good to go. Like it even has their timer set up once they start the workout, like they are on it. So I think the number one thing is like, go into the gym with a plan. Mm -hmm. If possible, if you're just starting out, get a friend to go with you. That is probably, or even like a sibling, have someone of comfort with you. This was something huge for me, not only for, you know, getting into the gym and feeling comfortable, but also, uh, I know a lot of things with women is like spotty. They're so worried about, you know, lifting heavy or like pushing a little bit of a heavier weight because they don't want to fail out or, you know, are, are worried about hurting themselves or something like that. So if you can go with someone too, it's always good to just like have like a friend to talk to, um, even between sets. I know if I train by myself, I like don't know what to do. So I just stare at the floor. I'm like, all right. But another thing is play your music so freaking loud. I like am in my own world when I train. So someone will like say, maybe like say hi to me, like a friend and I'll like walk up, but I'm like always like my head's down. I'm like focused on what I'm doing. And I try to get into like my zone more so like, yeah, I want to be in the zone for my workout, but also because of just having a little bit of gym anxiety when I, when I train by myself, even to this day. So having those feelings are totally valid. Like I, hundred percent feel with anyone who's like, I'm too nervous to go to the gym, stuff like that. So any of those tips I would say should really, you know, help get in, but also realizing, and I say this to myself too, sometimes I'm like, everyone is in the gym. Like, why am I in the gym? I'm here to work on myself. I'm not here yeah. to like look at other people and mm. judge other people. And if someone's in the gym, like watching your every move, one, it's creepy <laughs> Two, It's like, you're not focused on your workout. Like, what yeah, are you yeah. doing in the gym? So yeah and you know what i um i was like on that point and like tr translating into life outside the gym as well like people are like oh, i'm so self-conscious walking down the street and whatever and like i always like look at that like i had a question my q a saying that and i'm like this is gonna sound brutal but nobody actually cares that much about you like nobody in the public <laughs> cares that much about you like they're focused on them like their whole reality their perspective is focused on them they're the center of their world so like when you go out there, you shouldn't feel like everybody's looking at you because they're not <laughs> like, you know what I mean? 
but if I feel they like are, they're so looking at you. Yeah, well, it's a good thing if they're looking at you to be fair. Maybe you look awesome that day. I mean, yeah. there, there you go. I'm like, if someone's looking at me and staring at me, I'm like, maybe I just look really good. I just say it's about like, you know, look good today. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, it's unreal. But I mean, taking it back to the gym again and going back and forth, just like like a tennis match here or something like that. Um, <laughs> for the beginner, what, what advice would you give for a, a beginner lifter? Um, somebody starting a complete rookie and does yeah yeah I think the biggest thing too is um I, I guess now with social media is like follow some accounts like go and kind of do like almost like a little search of like follow accounts that inspire you and find you know a lot of people like myself like I post workouts to help and I, I love these messages it's like oh my god like thank you for posting this like it helped me so much in the gym um follow some accounts that inspire you or goals that, like you want to look at or even training styles that you want and go in kind of like knowing okay I get I guess this is kind of where, where I want to go and formulate more so like a plan of action um, with that and reach out to people. I mean, a lot of, you know, these people on Instagram and stuff do like these Q and A's or put out a lot of content to help um, and talk about a lot of these topics too. But uh, going in and being, you know, a newbie in the gym and everything like that is like, start small. Don't overwhelm yourself with doing, you know, six days a week of workouts and adding in all this cardio and trying to, like I said, in the beginning of this podcast, like basically take what you're doing now and 360 it and try to do all these things all at once. Like, start small. I say like the building blocks, like put your blocks down and just start building, building up from there, but don't overwhelm yourself or try to do 20 different things all at once the first week. And, and just totally, it, it, it usually will lead to failure. I've been there myself. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to try this new thing. And I completely, it was just too much. It was too different. And also with lifting, it's kind of just finding what you enjoy. Cause not everyone wants to do bodybuilding. That's totally yeah. cool. If you want to like start and do classes or, or more so like into endurance or something, stuff like that, like try out new things because you never know what you like kind of going off of a lot of what we talked about until yeah. you try it and figure out what it is that is enjoyable. At the end of the day, fitness should be something you enjoy. If it's not enjoyable, find something else to move your body. That is fun that you like. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I completely agree with that because like, I play like Gaelic, hurling, all those sports like soccer, whatever. And like I enjoyed them, but I was like, I started bodybuilding at the same time, like lifting weights and stuff. And I realized I just wanted to spend all my time lifting weights. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, when you find that, then you can enjoy it, you can build, you can improve, and then you can get to a spot where you're like, yeah, I'm really happy with my physique. I'm happy with everything. So, um, no, it's it's really, really good. But the big thing for me, for beginner lifters, like guys and stuff, I'd be like, focus. On, I wish I like did this when I started off. Focus on the basics, as you said, and yes. just do like kneel, tempo, technique, progressive overload in the training, and then eating like a surplus if you want to gain muscle. Like they're like all just sleep well. And it's like the gains would have been so much better for me. I would have 
Looks so much better on a day night. <laughs> it's all good. We all start somewhere. And honestly, for myself, and this will probably resonate with a lot of ladies, is I was super restricted with my diet. And I thought I could only eat like 10 foods a day and could eat like no carbs at all. And I was doing so much. I was like, I was a high school student. I was playing soccer year round. I was lifting on top of that. I was doing extra cardio on top of like being a midfielder in soccer and probably running miles and miles a day uh, already. And I was running my body into the ground. And I know this is very true for many women is don't be afraid. If you, if your goal is to put on muscle and look a certain way and get curves, which was my goal, I was like straight up and down. I was like, I want to get curves. So let me like not eat. Let me do even more cardio and just like do high rep workouts. And that was the opposite of what I needed to do. So don't be afraid to eat more. And uh, one big thing too, is like an easy way to start. is just tracking your day of calories and seeing where you're at mm-hmm. and going from there. Don't, you don't have to copy what everyone else is doing or this and that, like everyone's body's so different too, but with women, if you're in this yo-yo effect of just restrictive dieting and then the weekends roll around and then you kind of go off plan and then you make up for it Monday and then it's a vicious cycle, it's not a sustainable lifestyle. We gotta find something that has balance where the weekends roll around and we don't feel the need to completely go off of what we're doing and then feel guilty about it on Monday. That is like probably the number one thing that starting out in a fitness journey, I was guilty of a lot of my girls are very guilty of too. And as a coach, I'm like, okay, we got to find something that we can sustain seven days of the week, not mm-hmm. four or five days a week. And then the weekends roll around and it's like, bye. <laughs> I completely agree with that because I love going out. Like I love going and meeting new people and stuff. Um, but I'm not a huge drinker. I don't enjoy drinking that much. Uh, so when I had a coach and I was on a designated, like really strict sort of bulk, I would stick to my diet all the time. I would uh, lift as hard as I could, follow the program. At the weekends, I would go out, but I wouldn't drink and I would enjoy myself. I'd be like doing whatever, you know, hanging with the boys, hanging with you and stuff like, and it was so much better. I could do both. Like I just didn't, I could just drink water and just have fun at the same time, socialize. I was having the same effect, like, and I wasn't have, having those hangovers and stuff as well. So (laughs) balance is key. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing is like, it doesn't have to be either have fun or be healthy. Like Mm -hmm. they can go simultaneously. You can have fun. Even if you do want to have a drink. I mean, now they have seltzers. You could have that. You track it into your day. It's all about like having that balance and, at the end of the day too, if your goals are here, like you're going to, if you want to work things in, you'll do that, but you can still live life and enjoy life. Fitness is one part of your life, but you also need to remember the life. There can always be the extremes of both ends. And I have been on the extreme of like way too strict. (laughs) I didn't enjoy life. So make sure you can always have that balance of like hanging with friends. If you want to have a drink, if you don't want to have a drink, you can still have fun without drinking. But if you want to have something, you know, there's always a lot of options too, instead of doing like the full balls to the wall, sugar margarita, (laughs) you can do something (laughs) completely different. Um, There's a lot of cool options. Mio and your vodka soda, uh, seltzers. (laughs) it's so funny like because i think we're both the same when i was younger i was so strict and i was like if i was that strict like why didn't i put on that much muscle like like (laughs) i was training i thought i was like flipping uh ryan terry or chris bumstead or something like just training being so strict with my diet everything 
I realized it was so unnecessary. Like you can literally yeah. do both. You can you can make really good progress and you can have fun and socialize and you know meet new yeah. people and whatever. So yeah. um, drawing that back. Okay, so we're gonna switch to travel. And I know you're a big traveler, you love traveling. So we'll take it to a lighthearted perspective. Where's your next destination? Brooklyn? Oh my gosh, I have the worst travel bug right now. I don't so I'm kind of seeing what's going on with the world right now because mm-hmm. everything's a little up in the air with everything I would love to go back to Europe um my top places I guess so I don't know because my mom my mom actually has a really awesome job where she works with a lot of people overseas and she works with like I think partners in like 16 different countries so she has a big list for 2022 and I was like (laughs) I will join every trip you were going on so (laughs) count me in she needs a travel buddy and I was like I volunteer so I'm gonna wait to see what that looks like but my top places I've been to I've been to Ireland which I love my whole family loves Ireland represent (laughs) it was fun it's just it gives you the vibe if you've never been like to the south like in the south of america is like yeah. not south america but the southern part of the <laughs> u.s is it just gives you that like warm hospitality vibe where yeah. it just we all loved it and i'm irish so it just yeah. it just works we're like oh, this is it this, exactly. <laughs> this is nice exactly. i'd love to go somewhere like tropical um yeah. even just, i was supposed to go to cabo in a couple of weeks for a wedding but mm. it ended up getting postponed but um, COVID, I think, is just messing things up. I guess my top places would be, uh, I'd love to go see Germany. I'd love to go to Spain. Um, yeah. Greece would be a top place as well. I could go anywhere and love it. I'm like, book a tri- I'll book a trip anywhere anyone wants to go. I'm like, I'm yeah. in. I told all my friends. I'm like, anywhere. Just let me know. I'm there. <laughs> I know. I need to get traveling again. I I was in like I, I don't feel like London's traveling to me anymore just because it's right beside me and it's just like it's like this it's a lot busier. It's like a lot busier version of Belfast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's just so many more people, so much more to do, but you you're still in the gray sort of weather. It's not really the same. So like um I'm looking forward to getting traveling. I think I might go to Norway and uh, Dubai, hopefully. Um, oh, wow. but I would love to get out to san diego again and then travel around south america sounds really interesting to me like yeah it's it's so cheap as well like south america thailand like like sort of asia um bali and all those places sound like such a vibe to go to like would you ever consider relocating to one of those spots like go just move over just just feel like wild card I, it depends on how I like it. I like very much a person where if I really like, like something, it's like instant. I'm like, oh my gosh, I love this. So I guess it'd be like, I have to experience it first, but honestly, I would do probably anything just because right now I'm young. I don't have, you know, I'm not in a family, like I don't have a family or anything like that. It's like, this is the time to do it. And I, that's the time I want to do it because obviously once you have kids and everything, then you got to wait until they get older so then they can experience it. So I'm like right now, like COVID and everything, I need like everything to open up normally so I can get my traveling in because I'm almost 25 now. (laughs) 
Don't the years are ticking by. Tony is very young. <laughs> I know, but with how fast this year went by, I'm like, is this how being an adult is? Where like my parents are always like, don't watch out. When you get older, time just flies by. And I'm like, nah, it's all good. <laughs> and this year, especially, I'm like, I was like 21 two years ago. It's so weird. <laughs> I know. I'm like, how am I like approaching 25? Like, I swear to God, I was just like 18, turning 18 the other day. But yeah. yeah. Oh, like, it's mad. Girl needs to slow down a little bit. 2020 went by super slow. And then this year it was like lightning. So I'm like, okay, got to slow back down a little bit. <laughs> oh my God. I love it. Okay. So I'm going to finish up, right? But because uh, I know you're a busy lady, uh, but Lucy, who's uh, a good friend of mine, has given me this box. So I don't know if you heard of it. We're not really strangers. Oh, no, I've never heard of this. It's like a box full of cards. Apparently, it's really famous. And it's like, you pick out the card, and it's like a question. So I'm going to pick out a card, and you, I'm going to ask you. I was like, it could be a really terrible question. If it oh, is, I'm just going to rejig it. Okay. Oh, this is level two. Oh, this is a good one. What lesson took you the longest to unlearn? To unlearn or um, learn? Unlearn. Unlearn. Um, oh, this is actually a pretty good one. Um, oh, yeah. Probably the lesson was you're not going to please everyone. <laughs> that would be a good one. <laughs> you're not going to please everyone you come across. And if you live your life always trying to please other people, you're not going to be gen genuinely happy. And I think that's like something that was hard for me to like actually grasp was I need to live my life for me and not worry about like other people, like what they think and this and that, and just kind of go for it. So that would be like the number one lesson that. Yeah. It's so weird. Like, I think like being selfish is actually being selfless at the same time, like I hit on earlier, like when you focus on yourself, your life improves so much more. And then in turn, you can, you're happier and you'll give more dollars. You know what I mean? And you can, you can give more, like say, focus on yourself. You do whatever you get really good at your job, make lots of money. You can give to your parents. You can do stuff for others, your friends, like you can improve their lives as well. So like, I think that's a really, really good one for people to understand and to improve. Yeah, for sure. Something that took me a while and I'm still working on. It's all good. I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely a people pleaser. I'm like, I want everyone to be happy about it. <laughs> Work in progress. It will, drive you, it will drive you a little bit crazy because things that, like you'll get stressed, anxious, all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And you just got to do what feels right and mm -hmm. trust in yourself for sure. Exactly. I agree with that. And on that note, that is the end of the podcast. Thank the you. Chat so with Matt. Chat with Matt. I got We're done. <laughs> but uh, I am going to ask do you have anything you want to promote? Anything you're releasing? Do you want to say your socials or something? Yeah. Well, my all my socials on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Well, not YouTube. YouTube's just Brooklyn Hill and Brand. Uh, Instagram and TikTok, Brooklyn Hill Fit. And then if you just go to that, that's where my coaching and everything is too. And my team page and everything. So Instagram and TikTok are kind of like the little websites. If you go there, yeah. you'll find everything else. <laughs> yeah, I would recommend your page as well because your workout videos and all that stuff is amazing. So like, you. Yeah, I really learn a lot. Like, And um, 
thank you so much for the podcast, Brooklyn. Yes, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's always a good chat, as always. Get ready, say